Hello and welcome back to the Strong as a Mama podcast. This is your host, Mary Hansen, and I have a very special guest today, somebody who I adore, Kaylee Gaynor. Hi, Kaylee. Hi, Mary. I love you. (laughs) I love you too. So Kaylee was actually my and Austin's wedding photographer coming up on five years ago. And she It has been that long. Yeah, isn't it's that- been that long? Sorry, I interrupted you, but it's been five years. <laughs> I know it feels like it's been like a year or something. Like yeah. I feel like I'm a fresh newlywed sometimes, but oh my gosh, it's been almost five okay. years ago. And the thing is, Kaylee is so such an amazing person because, um, so Austin he had like literally never had his picture taken in any capacity besides I think like one time at camera shy for family photos or something like that. And he's like a more shy person. And um, Kaylee just like put him at ease. I remember at our um, engagement photos, like a few minutes in, he goes, this is fun. Oh, <laughs> that's like the music to my ears. <laughs> yeah, it's because she's just so good at putting people at ease and all that. So and she's just an amazing person all around. And um, I'm so excited to be here chatting about motherhood today. So I'm excited too. Yes. Before we jump into the motherhood stuff and your story and everything, just tell us a little bit about you as a person and your background. Yeah. So I grew up here in Utah. Um, I've been married for coming up on nine years, which is crazy to me. Wow, that's crazy. (laughs) Um, I know. Yeah. It'll be nine years in May. Um, I've got three littles. Um, they'll soon to be seven, four, and one, which sometimes oh I look at them and I'm like, who's, I know, I'm like, whose kids are yours? Cause you're not mine. There's no <laughs> way I could have three kids that age, but um, it's wow. fun and crazy. Um, I used to be a full time wedding photographer. Um, I've kind of stepped back a little bit from that and just do it here and there for friends and family. Um, just with three kids, it got really busy and I miss it, but it's been really nice to just be home with my kiddos, but that's my rundown. We've got a puppy that we just added. We are a full zoo over at my house right now, but <laughs> in the best way possible. Yeah. You're like, do you ever have moments where you're like, wait, am I like an actual adult now? Because like I've been married for, you know, I'm not, I'm not yeah. like fresh newlywed. I've got like multiple kids a home, a dog, or whatever, like, do you ever have moments where you're like, does this mean I'm a real adult now? Really? Well, like, I feel like it was actually last week, I was talking to my husband about it, and this girl at our church stood up, and she was like, I'm, she was introducing herself, she's like, I'm 21, I just had my first baby girl, blah, 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 and it was like the first time it hit me that I was like, oh my gosh, I am old. Like, I have three children and a dog, and, like, all of a sudden it hit me that I am, I don't know, I was telling a friend, too, I was like, normally when I talk to my wedding couples, I'm like, yeah, I'm young and cute and free, and I'm like, no, I have three children, I have a dog, I've been married for almost 10 years, I am not, I'm I'm an adult now, I'm a big girl, and it still feels weird to me. (laughs) It does feel so weird. In my mind, like... I feel like I should be like 23 or something like that. Yes. No, yeah. definitely not. So it's, no, I feel that it's so crazy. Well, um, awesome. Yes. Three kids. They're so stinking cute. Do you want to tell us their oh, names really quick? 
Yeah, so I, my oldest is a little girl. Um, like I said, she's almost seven. Her name's Lou. And then next is Tate, he, um, my little boy. He'll be four. And then my last is Jax. And he'll be one in January, which is crazy to me. I feel like I just had him. So, so yeah, it's so fun. cute. So tell us, what was it like for you, the transition from going z- to, from zero kids to one kid? Like, what was life like for you and your husband in that transition? initially yeah um so um I was really hesitant to have kids at first but my husband was the kind of person that was born to be a dad so he was so excited and he's the youngest of eight kids so he just has always had nieces and nephews and I'm the oldest of four kids oldest grandchild oldest great-grandchild and I couldn't tell you the last time I'd even held a baby so it was really scary for me to become a mom um so the transition was definitely weird, but um, I don't know. I feel like I kind of fell into it. And yeah, it was hard, but um, I don't know. The support of my husband was great. I feel like it was the transition from zero or to one, from one to two. That was a lot harder because I think I had prepped myself to be, to, I was like, I'm going to be a mom. I got this. And so when she came in, I was ready for motherhood. You're, I feel like that first one too, you're showered with gifts and love and help and the transition from one to two was a little bit different so yeah that was definitely my experience as well and Mm -hmm. it's interesting how it's different for everybody like so many people feel like there's nothing like zero to one so many people are like no two to three is when you're like gonna barely make it or whatever you know and yeah like I feel like it's less people that I hear who say one to two and I feel like when I went through that struggle, like I really hadn't heard hardly anybody say the transition from one to two was super hard. Like so many people had told me that it was really easy. And so yeah. I was like, what is wrong with me? No, I felt the same way. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so different for everybody. So and what was their age difference? Um, So they're almost exactly three years apart. So in my head, I was like, oh, yeah, three years apart. I got this. Like, I've been doing this for three years. And yeah, the same thing. Everybody told me that one to two was so much easier because you've already got like a little person and you're just adding to the family. And like you're already doing the mom thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and she was three years old. So I was like, I got this. Like, I've been there, done that. Um, And it was definitely not the case. So, yeah. So tell us, how did that look for you? So, um, I, the, I guess backstory, my little, my first little girl, she was a, an emergency C-section. And so with my second, I wanted to have, um, the vaginal experience and I gave birth to him vaginally and I actually, the recovery was horrendous. So I was so, I was out of it already. So I was, I couldn't walk. I couldn't get up. I was sitting on a donut for months and he had colic too. Um, so on top of that, there was just a lot going on and postpartum was really rough. It was, um, emotional and long and I kind of got into this place that I had never really experienced with my first that wasn't as happy and glowy and pink and frilly as the first one was. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, that sounds so rough. And I I mean, it's just honestly crazy what moms go through physically to bring a baby into the world to be to immediately go right into like some of the most 
intense work ever of taking care of a newborn you know like you are yeah all the time you are not really resting like your body needs and and it sounds like you had an extra hard baby and an extra hard recovery yeah and I feel like that's not like the post-birth is not talked about like the physical part is not talked about very much about you get surgery down there sometimes <laughs> and um just you're so, yeah like you said you're so tired and hurting and then you're you're expected to if you opt for it feed a baby and dress a baby and all these things that are hard so especially with I think that's what was hard too is I already had a three-year-old that needed me as well and mm -hmm. just adding that to it was yeah it was hard yeah you couldn't just sleep when the baby sleeps like everybody says that with your yes sleep when the baby sleeps and it's like well now I have a, a toddler who's been desperate for my attention now that the baby's asleep so I'm gonna try and give them my attention and it's crazy you're a, a new mommy with the first one, but you're a seasoned mommy and the new mommy at the same time with your second. And that was a whole nother ball game. Yeah. So, so how, um, talking about your physical recovery, mm -hmm. you said you're sitting on a donut for months. So like, <laughs> did you end up going to physical therapy at all? Like, did you just wait it out? Like what eventually kind of got you back functioning again? Or maybe you still to yeah. day <laughs> don't feel that way because like there are women who who don't you know so uh what did you do for that i wish i would have gone to physical therapy i've heard so many good things from women nowadays who thrive off of it um i ended up getting an infection Ugh. that really threw me through a loop yeah it was rough um but yeah i waited it out but now if i could i would praise like pelvic floor therapy that was a lot of peace but um <laughs> yeah there's a lot of things now that I know about that I wish I would have done because in my head you were you're supposed to just tough it out and you're a mom and you've been told it's going to be hard and um I wish now that I would have done some more research and asked my doctor about it or stuff like that because in my head I was like yeah it's going to be hard it's hard and I'm sad and I'm just going to sit in it and I didn't I realized now I did not have to sit in the pain or the sad or the all the physical and mental stuff that came with it yeah yeah and most of us like have to kind of learn that the hard way nowadays like I learn of you know there's other countries and stuff where like um, physical therapy postpartum and you know having like a postpartum doula who comes and like takes care of the mom and the baby like yeah. stuff like that is just it's included in, in healthcare or whatever, or it's, you know, expected. And it's just like, oh my gosh, like we don't do any of that. We seriously don't. Yeah. It's, and it's actually insane how yes. hard it is. Yeah. Yeah. You, it's, you think about, you just have full surgery and yeah. your hormones are whack and you're expected to take care of a, three-year-old or however old and a newborn but you're not allowed to sleep and it's just if you like lay it out on paper you're like what are we doing yeah what did exactly. we sign up for so <laughs> but it's a good job it's worth it it's a good job just a crazy one so it is but it doesn't always even feel worth it in the beginning I think like you don't get those smiles and yeah you know the the cute moments and stuff like 
you love your baby so much, but like you're investing a lot in the beginning just to take care of them and keep yourself alive yeah. at the same time. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So emotionally, um, like at what point did you did you realize that maybe you needed to get a little bit of extra help or how did that look for you with your emotional journey? Um, so like I said, my little guy had colic really bad. Um, and it kind of put me in a dark place afterwards. Um, and I feel like, I think I was telling you earlier that, um, it is very taboo in my family. It's not anymore, but it was very taboo in my family to seek, mental health like it's just it kind of just wasn't what you did it wasn't bad but it just nobody did it um and so I feel like it took me probably a solid year even two to realize that what I was going through and I learned this later that postpartum can be years after you had a baby um and so I thought I was just that was just who I was I was sad or losing my mind or I got really angry really easily um and I learned later that I was all postpartum, that I was still having effects from this hormone change and that my my brain and my body were different. Um, and so I was able to like, talk to somebody. I was able to get on medication, which if you would have asked me like three years ago, that was something that I wouldn't tell anybody. That, that was like such like a taboo thing for me. Um, I had friends who I knew that were on medication, but of course I was not going to be that person. I was... Sh- strong which now I say that I'm like that is so dumb that is so dumb that I felt like I needed to be strong or that I didn't need to talk about how I was feeling or if I was going to cry it was going to be in the pantry by myself like that I didn't need any even my husband I didn't want my husband to see me cry but um yeah so I think it took me about a year and a half to really like realize where I was and um after having my third I really now that I'm I have this help and I'm able to talk about it and it kind of explain how I am this my third has been night and day different experience knowing that I I go through postpartum and I experience that but that there's help and there's things that I can do and people to talk to and excuse me it's been awesome just night and day difference knowing that mental health is a thing after you have a baby and it's hard and it's not all rainbows and butterflies (laughs) yeah oh I'm so glad that third time around it was it was better for you and were you um and this is like totally me projecting but were you at all like nervous that you'd kind of have a repeat um having another baby or were you just like okay you know I'm good now that I know that there's options or oh no I was definitely nervous just because I felt like I'd finally like come up the hill from where I was at um from yeah from where I was at after having my second I was nervous that I would go back down that hill and it definitely there was moments I mean having children is not easy and there was moments but just knowing that I could talk to somebody and I had help was just so much different than it was my second but yeah um getting pregnant was a scary thing just because I felt like I had conquered something and I felt like almost like getting pregnant was slipping back mm-hmm. to where I was if that makes sense which oh, felt so comes. silly yeah it feels so silly and like selfish saying it out loud but you get to a point where you like 
um you get your you get yourself back if that makes sense like I, yeah. I got myself back yeah so yeah. it's like I because you kind of get you know out of the trenches where you're like okay you know we're past the colic we're past yes all this stuff and you know like my two little kids can kind of play together a little bit or mm -hmm. whatever and then to be like we're gonna start over that for me because we do want more children um in the future and I yeah I go back and forth between feeling like so scared about that and feeling like okay but now I know you know that there is help out there and that it doesn't last forever and just kind of more of the options and and things like that and um and also there's this part of me that's just like it just can't I just like God can't make me go through that again he just can't yes <laughs> I know you're like like I can't do it again I know I remember praying I'm like if if he loves me then I'm, I will not do this again I will not have another colicky baby here I can't yeah. have this again and yeah it's crazy what we sign up for but it's worth it for those little moments right yeah those little moments it does it does end up being worth it for sure um it's like, but I think it's okay to talk about and acknowledge that, like, there's some dark, scary, ugly moments. And sometimes those moments last a long time, too. Yeah. Last months or years or whatever. And we can wonder, like, who even am I and stuff? Like, did you feel like you'd lost yourself after your second? Like, did you get to that point where you felt like you lost yourself? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because... I felt like I didn't want to do the same things I always had done and I didn't want to see people or even after my third, I just, you, I know you understand like putting on those pair of jeans that you bought and thinking they're going to fit and they're not and just realizing or and not and trying not to be, you're not, you're never angry at your baby, but just try not to be angry that you're not who you used to be is a weird it's a weird thing that I, it took me a long time to realize that I am building with my baby and not trying to get back to where I was. It was a hard, yeah. hard thing to realize that I, I would never be the same person I was before, but that it wasn't a sad thing, that it was a happy thing and that I could get out of it. But like you said, it was, it was okay to realize that you were in a weird place yeah. <laughs> and that you could get out of it. Yeah. I really like that, what you said, that you're building with your baby because, I mean, every time that you have a baby, you literally are not the same person. Like you're, I don't actually know any of the like scientific ways to correctly say this, but I've listened to a, a few podcasts and stuff and I just find it fascinating where they talk about how like chemically your body is never the same after you yeah like each time that you have a baby and stuff like that and it's just like wow like so then why are we trying to be the same person that we were when we've we've got like it's such a transformation and yeah I like the thought of like okay we're moving forward and progressing and it's it's something you know new and different like st I still am me but um 
if you're trying to go backwards, like, yeah, that's just, I feel like you're always going to, for me, I would always feel depressed, you know, if I was like just trying to be the exact same person I was. Yes, for sure. And, and realizing that you don't have to do it alone either. Like, I think in my head, I was like, I had this baby by myself, which of course I didn't, but like, I had this baby by myself and I will get back to fitting in my jeans by myself and I can cry by myself or I can, I like, I don't know. I just, I feel like with my second, I was, I felt like I had to conquer or overcome everything by myself. Like I needed to climb the hill by myself. And that's so not the case. There's so many people that I feel like if we were to reach out to them, we could form a village to like get up that hill that motherhood is so hard. And instead we just see all the women fitting back into their jeans. And that was hard for me is not, is Mm -hmm. not, um, or just feeling like I was by myself and that's not the case anymore. I feel like we've got, I love that you're creating a village of women to help build each other up after postpartum. That's the goal, because I was mentioning this to you earlier. I feel like when you actually talk to any mom, like, she's probably been where you were at, you know, and and maybe if it's not with her first baby or, you know, it like with with some, at least one of her births, she's probably gone through that where she feels like she's really in a dark place and, um, but we just, I, I do think that like our society is doing a lot better than it used to talking about it. That's for sure. But I still think we need to talk about it more. And I think that we, that it's okay to talk about it. And it doesn't mean that you don't love your baby or that you're not so grateful to be a mom, but it's okay to acknowledge like, this is so hard and I am being stretched like further yeah. than I knew that I could be stretched. For sure. Or that sometimes I don't want to do it like it's okay to say like I don't want to do this today um (laughs) tomorrow I will probably want to and maybe in the next hour I will want to but sometimes it's really hard just to show up for yourself (laughs) and your kiddos and that's okay yeah that way and that's like that's something to be so proud of I think about being a woman and being a mom is like we are just wired that we are going to take care of our kids. Like, even if yes. if you're like, I literally don't have a speck of, like, energy or patience left, you you still do it, you know? Because yeah. we're freaking superheroes. And, like, you know, the second we hear our baby stir in the night, then our eyes open and we're, like, ready to tend to them at night or whatever. Like, we are awesome we're like wired to be so in tune with their needs and um like that's a beautiful thing I think yes I love that I love that you said that we're superheroes because yeah I and I think realizing that um I had somebody tell me after I was in my second that they're like you got up right like they were crying and you got up and you got the baby and I was like well yeah they're like you succeeded today like you and just like knowing that just because I, I got up and picked the baby up that I like can check that off that I I fulfilled my motherhood duties even if that's all I could do that day was like very fulfilling that maybe that's all we can do and that's being a mom and we did it we can check that off so I love that oh that's so good yeah because I think um like being productive 
it looks so different before you have kids versus after you have kids. Oh, it's so painful. (laughs) It is so painful. Like, before having kids, you can have this to-do list and, like, you get those things done. You have something to show for it. You have, like, these goals that you are moving the needle toward, you know, and, like, you can be working as far as like actual labor, you can be working 10 times harder all day as a mom, but you don't actually have anything to show for it necessarily. Yes. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel accomplished. Yes. It's so hard. <laughs> yeah. I heard somebody say recently, they were like, I've been cleaning my house and feeding kids all day long. And now it's six o'clock and the house is a mess and everybody's hungry. <laughs> I feel that in my soul yeah because <laughs> it's it's so hard to like it's not a checklist you can't be like I fed my kids check because they're hungry 30 minutes later and want a fruit snack and <laughs> you're back where you started but um it, yeah having that person just tell me they're like you got up today you fed the kids you picked them up like you succeeded and I think that's yeah. hard sometimes so we are superheroes I love that you yeah said that. I I love that I the thing that I like would remind myself when I was in the thick of it with postpartum depression and everything is you know I'd feel like I was not doing enough feeling like I was failing or whatever and I was like wait a second my kids are safe fed and loved like yes. that is what I, that's my checklist like they're safe fed and loved we're good I don't yes my <laughs> in us, like yeah I have don't remember when I last showered but like that's fine my my season will come for that but yes yeah that's another thing I'm slowly learning is seasons but it is not my season to do xyz I will get back there it's just not my season so I love that and I and I did want to talk to you about that we we talked a little bit um because I this too I feel like and this totally could just be like my own insecurities talking, like the message that I'm getting from the world. Um, I feel like we kind of live in a world where it's like how good of a mom you are, it's measured or it's celebrated by like all the things that you do aside from being a mom. Like, yes, oh, you're a mom of this many kids and you are running a marathon and like have a business and yeah you know do this and this like wow you're such a great mom and like that's great but what does that even have to do with it you know and so um yeah I do think it's about seasons and um you are like for those listening Kaylee she is an incredible wedding photographer (laughs) And oh. she um, has been in high demand. Um, You're so very sweet. accomplished, like cover of Utah Valley Bride magazine. Um, you know, lots of online publications. Just very, very successful. And you've taken a step back, and that's a a really. I can only imagine that that was a tough decision. Um, first thank you that was so nice of you (laughs) it's very hard for me to take a compliment on that so thank you yeah it's um yeah it was it was hard um photography was my it was my jam it was my dream I felt like um I kind of peaked right after I had my second like I was where I wanted to be I had successfully um like hit my goals 
And all of a sudden it kind of hit me that I was working four to five nights a week and my husband was putting my little kids down and I wasn't there on Saturdays and summer I wasn't getting to go to the pool. And so um, when I found out I was pregnant with my third, it was kind of a big decision, but I decided to step back and not take any weddings the year he was born and um, it's been hard and I have a lot of FOMO watching all my fellow um, photographers work um, but it's been really nice and really rewarding to be there for Saturdays or to be there for bedtime or be there for um, just I don't know, evenings on the couch watching a show with my husband when normally I'd be up in the office editing so yeah, it's been kind of a weird transition, but worth it. You do feel like it's been worth it and a good decision. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Um, I totally agree that I feel like we're in a, a day and age where you've got to be a mom and a boss, babe, and you've got to help provide for your family. And um, I just went to events last night. It was just like a neighborhood thing. And all the women around the table were going around and talking about their jobs. Like, what do you do? And they all have kids, too. And I, the fact that I was just kind of like, well, I'm a mom right now. Um, and I could throw out that I was a photographer, too. But I was like, yeah, I'm just I'm just a mom. And I felt at first, like, almost ashamed of just saying, like, oh, yeah, I'm just a mom. Because I was next to a um, woman who works with Geometry Tal and another one that works with Ivy City Co. And they were just all so accomplished and kind of been, like, their mom boss era um yeah. but it was actually the more I thought about it the more grateful I was to just say that I was just a mom and how grateful I was too so it took me a long time and I still do get FOMO of not being a boss mom right now but um being able to put my little kids down for bed even though it's my least favorite time of night um <laughs> it's been a blessing <laughs> yeah it's been a blessing I have to remind myself that they're not going to be little for too long. So, yeah. Wow. I admire you for that so much. And I relate to you because I made a similar decision with makeup. Um, Kaylee and I actually, we would like work on so many shoots together and had like shared clients where I do the makeup. She's the photographer. And we were like, we're a dream team. Yeah, I was going to say, we were, we were the dream team. That was the yes. golden days. Yes, our glory days. Um, But, and like when I had just Ivy, just my oldest and stuff, um, you know, we were all about just making it work for me to be able to do both. And. Saturdays were just kind of Austin's day to be with her and I would work weddings all day and um and then during the week we would juggle that and and things and um I just never could imagine myself laying it down um but there comes a point where where it is like the cost is so high um and like I don't know what your husband's schedule is like, but my husband has like a traditional work schedule. And so really Saturdays are like our only time together as a family. And we just didn't have that, you know? And, and then, yeah. So I, I also decided to, that right now is, is not my season for, for makeup clients. Um, and it was really hard and I get FOMO too, but, um, 
another thing with it is like, and I don't know, I, I still struggle when I see, um, some, sometimes when I see these, what did you call it? Like a mom, a boss babe mom or a mom boss or whatever, where it's like, they're doing it all. They're doing both. Um, and for me, I'm like, but where are you getting that energy? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm like, what What are you doing? What are you doing that I need to do? Because I am tired. <laughs> yeah. And like, I don't know. I think with, I know that, I, I mean, this is the case for doing makeup. And I think like way, way more so with photography, like you have to be so high energy. You're performing. Yes. Like when you're doing wedding photography like you're not just there to snap pictures like you are orchestrating large groups of people and like it's a performance you are on yeah and I can only imagine that like when you're done I bet you were just exhausted but then the second that you get home and walk through the door like your mom hat goes on and your kids are like so excited to see you because they haven't seen you and it's like you're pulled like I don't know for me with makeup it felt like I was just pouring from two empty cups into each other or something like like I'm like wait working is supposed to be the thing that is my break and like fills my cup and stuff but like it's I I I have nothing that I'm pouring from right here you know so anyway no I love that and you're yeah I love that you said like the mom hat because I I got to the I got to the point where I was like, I need to, I need to put down one of my hats. Like I can't juggle all of these balls because I was dropping them all over the place. I wasn't happy. Um, I felt like I was like half doing everything I was doing because like you said, there wasn't anything to pour from. And so being able to put down that hat of a photographer, even though like it, the FOMO is real. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like I've had so much more energy to give to my kids um mm-hmm. even though I miss it and I'll come back to it I have to rem- remind myself I'm like it's not over it didn't die I still I still can do it um yeah but probably with your makeup you put so much work and effort into it it's hard to set it down and walk away but this is the season that I won't get back and I gotta remember that so yeah yeah work will always be there but you know, this time with your kids and, and it hits home for me too. Like your kids, obviously, cause they're, you've got big kids <laughs> compared to mine, <laughs> but like Ivy, she's going to be four in January. So like Aww. the things that are happening now are she's forming core memories, you yeah. know, like this is, this, this is happening now. And I want to be fully present for it. And I want to be like the kind of mom I've always dreamed of being and um yeah it's worth it I actually I'm gonna plug a this is like so random but I love it so much but this was literally like two and a half years ago or something but I listened to a podcast episode if you've heard of the bad broadcast love her oh you've you've listened to her she's so awesome there was an episode and it was called um it was like called boss babe culture or like my problem with boss culture or something like that and she talked to this gal named meg livingston she owns post accessories it's a jewelry company that's um she's been really successful with it 
and um that podcast i've listened to it multiple times because they go on there and um meg the the jewelry uh shop owner she talks about like the cost of being a boss babe because she's a a mom and has this company and stuff and and rather than getting on there and being like, oh, yeah, you can have both. You can have your business and be a mom and you can do it all. And and then, like, when you run your own thing, then you can be present for, like, all of your kids' soccer games and, like, work on your own terms and blah, 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 that we hear so much. Mm-hmm. She gets on there and she's like, no, like, I, I built this business and it cost me my sanity for a while. It like impacted my marriage it was so hard and like it is okay if this is not for everyone yeah like there's nothing wrong with not choosing this path and it was like the most validating thing to me ever and I just loved it so I yeah just a plug for that and to say like it is okay to lay things down for a season and come back to them yeah I need to go back and listen to that episode because I love that yeah it's because I feel like we are in a day and age where social media makes boss babying and mom look like a walk in the park and I could not do it and then it was hard to realize that I could not do it I there was no mm-hmm. that I was sacrificing things that I didn't want to sacrifice having to when I was doing both and that it's okay to just be a mom and it's rewarding to just be a mom, even though I think it's so cool that there are those people that can do both. And I salute them. And I think they're amazing. Um, and they're amazing moms and what they can and can't do, too. Mm-hmm. It's just I know for me specifically, I I needed to be in my mom era and maybe I'll be in my boss, bo- boss, babe, mom era a little bit later when they're older. But this season was special and I wanted to take a part of it. That's so awesome. I just love that. And yeah, I think it's it's so individual and um like we we don't really know the details. Like I know women who they they thrive so much off working and so it's worth it to them to have like a nanny or something yeah. who comes in and helps. And like it's not that they're just like sitting there working from home while their kids play at their feet or whatever like they have you know help in place so that they can do work and be a mom or whatever you know what I mean like there's just so much behind the scenes and I think we all just need to like focus on our own journey and what works for us and not compare which obviously I sometimes struggle with but (laughs) it's so important to remember yes same or yeah yeah just give ourselves and others grace and hope that they do the same yes I love that so now that you are a mom of three and you are a full-time at-home mom and all that stuff and you're kind of like would you say you're I mean obviously it's crazy all the time with kids but like you're not in the same place that you were like in postpartum with your second and stuff you feel like you're you're in a better place a little bit what are the things that you do to just stay in a good place mentally and all that and like you know take care of yourself I don't mean like what's what you do for self-care like you know to bubble bath or whatever necessarily but just like what are your non-negotiables that you do to stay sane and take care of you 
I feel like specifically this time around, I've had to get really good about saying I I need a break. And a lot of the times it is just me getting in my car and going to the car wash with a swig. It's just because I just need That's the best break. <laughs> yes. I, and I literally I, what I do. Yes. Just like I, I call it my me time. I just and it usually happens right when my husband gets done with work and I just hand them the baby and I say I'm I need I need a second or it happens right before bedtime where I'm just like I will be a better mom at bedtime if I can just have some me time um and I don't feel like I realized that was a thing or that I could do that or I would feel guilty with after my second but with my third it's been really rewarding just knowing that I just need some like mom adult moments um going out with like my friends like having like an adult relationship has been really good to feel like a not just a mom but that I'm like I'm a big girl and I am an adult and I have friends and I can go out and do that that's been really important going to the gym I know a lot of people say that but um I feel like taking care of my physical body has helped my mental body a lot I don't know if anything has changed I'm still not fitting back into the jeans I want but I'm realizing (laughs) that I can be strong and take care of myself in that way and that's been really important yeah I when I um I'm just gonna say this really quick sorry to interrupt you but no it really is so for the the mental health benefits um when I started going to the gym when my second was about six months old and it like night and day difference with my mood and my mental health and everything and um Austin he was just like couldn't believe like the night and day difference and he was like I was saying I don't even think it matters at all if it changes the way I look physically it is like for my mental health and he was like he's like even if it made you like gain weight or something it'll be (laughs) worth it for how happy it makes you like seriously it's just yeah it's it's a big deal yeah I, I think I mean I know the gym's not for anybody but I think just taking that 45 minutes to an hour just to walk away and say I'm going to do something for me is huge and like I said sometimes it's just going through the car wash by myself and like listening to a podcast or um or just even going and sitting in my car in the garage and listening to a podcast and just like hearing my own thoughts for a couple minutes is life-changing mm-hmm. and realizing that you don't have to be mom 24 7 you will always be mom you always have that title but stepping away has been huge I love that that's so good so um if there was if you knew that there was somebody listening who was just in that exact spot that you were after you had Tate um and just really struggling and really feeling overwhelmed and you know maybe wondering if it was ever going to get better if there was just like one thing that you wanted her to hear and know what would that be a lot of things i i just want people to know that they're that they're not alone it is such a lonely place to be um i just remember being like i will be like this forever or just nobody gets it or nobody understands or I feel like I couldn't even talk to my husband or my 
I'm really close with my mom and I felt like I couldn't even tell her that because you were supposed to be rainbows and butterflies after a baby and just realizing that first of all it's okay that it's a very normal thing to feel dark and sad and lonely um but that it does get better um that there's people to talk to I I like I said it was such like a it wasn't it's not really a thing in my family I was definitely kind of the very first person to experience postpartum in my family so it wasn't something that um was talked about or I knew who to talk to but that there are people out there that can talk to you um resources like this podcast are amazing just hearing other people talk about their experiences and that if you really do need it there's medical help out there too that can help and even if it's for a short time just to kind of lift you out of that fog but I think just the overall thing that we have all like you said have been in that spot before whether it's a day or a moment or a year or two that motherhood is so hard it's so, it's so rewarding, but it's just so hard just even day to day, but that we are not alone in our experiences or our feelings. And there's a village of women out there for each one of us. I love that. That is perfect. And everything that you said is perfect. And I just love you. And I'm so grateful that you were willing to come on here. And I know that it will help people listening. So thank you so much. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. It's been, it's, I feel like it's a healing thing to talk about um, postpartum. Even just talking to a friend, that was another thing that has helped me is just talking about your experiences. So it's been a very healing experience for me to be able to talk about um, postpartum, whether it was three years ago or 10 months ago. It's been nice. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in. I really hope this podcast episode was helpful to you in some way. Be sure to follow the Strong as a Mama Instagram page and interact with us there. And I will catch you in the next episode.